0: Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by BEST's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, editor of BEST's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Joining me in the studio today is Brendan Noonan from our communications team. We're pleased to have with us today attorneys Steve Kunzman and Tina Bambachi from the law firm of De Francesco Bateman, Coley, Yospin, Kunzman, Davis, and Lehrer. In Warren, New Jersey, Steve specializes in environmental law, toxic torts, insurance coverage matters, and mediation. He has authored and lectured on various insurance topics and is a member of Defense Research Institute. Tina represents insurance companies in insurance coverage matters, including providing opinions as well as defense and prosecution of insurance coverage disputes. Today's topic is on a New Jersey automobile case involving insurance fraud. In a recent landmark decision, a trial court in Monmouth County ruled in favor of Performance Insurance Company. Leading off with our first question today is Brendan Noonan. Steve, can you explain the significance of this particular case?
1: Uh, Yes, sure. The case involved the court ordering an automobile insurance policy to be voided as to the policyholder when a misrepresentation of fact that was material to the risk insured was discovered during the investigation of the claim, which involved the policyholder. What's different about this case is that the policyholder was not driving the car, but had lent it to someone else who was involved in the accident. The investigation revealed the misrepresentation in the application and renewals by the policyholder, but those misrepresentations had nothing to do with the actual accident. Even though the policyholder was not involved in the accident, the misrepresentations in the policy, application and subsequent renewals, was sufficient for the court to deny coverage from his automobile policy.
0: Now, Tina, in this decision, the court cited strong public policy of the state against insurance fraud. This occurred in New Jersey, but does a decision like this potentially have any national implications with regard to various automobile policies?
2: Yes, it does. It's not uncommon for individuals in New Jersey to drive into neighboring states like New York, Pennsylvania, or Delaware. A policyholder believes that they and whomever drives their car are covered by the policy that they purchased, as well as the liability limits that they selected. If they lend their car to someone else who leaves New Jersey and that person's involved in an accident, the investigation conducted by the insurance company may reveal a a material misrepresentation on the application or the renewal form, which may result in the policyholder finding himself without coverage, even though he had nothing to do with the accident. Also without coverage, innocent third parties involved in the accident may be left with reduced coverage or potentially no coverage at all.
1: Can this potentially impact other coverage issues?
2: Yes. As a result of a policy being voided for misrepresentation, not only is a policyholder deemed to have no coverage, but New Jersey law will reform the policy limits to the statutory minimum liability requirements for any innocent third party. So for example, if a policyholder purchased a policy with $500,000 limits for liability, the innocent third party would only be permitted to recover up to the statutory minimums, which in New Jersey are $15,000 per person or $30,000 in the aggregate for an accident. That policyholder may very well be exposed to personal liability for any remaining amount over the 1530 if the injuries are sufficient to warrant a higher judgment or an award.
0: Now, Tina, in this uh, particular case, the couple claimed that due to language barriers that they did not fully understand the application. Was it necessary to prove an intent to deceive?
2: No, there wasn't. There is no requirement that a policyholder intends to hide or deceive the insurance company. All that needs to be established is that the policyholder misrepresented a fact that would have been directly relied upon by the insurance company in rating the risk it insured. So in this case, The failure to disclose a youthful driver exposed the insurance company to an increased risk, which would have been reflected in the premiums had she been disclosed.
1: What are the chances in an appeal of this case?
2: Well, the case has since settled. However, I believe that the court took the time to discuss the facts of this case with great detail and presented a well-reasoned decision. It also took into account the innocent third-party victim who was injured in the accident and made sure that, as to him, coverage was provided at least at the statutory limit. Since this decision is in accordance with New Jersey's strong public policy of not tolerating insurance fraud, I believe that had the appeal
1: gone forward, it would have been affirmed.
0: And, Steve, do you have any follow up comments on this?
1: Well, not, not specifically, other than to say that the significance of it was with regard to the fact that the misrepresentation really went to the level of risk which the insurance company was accepting. Even though it didn't specifically apply to the accident, it applied to the risk overall and it would have affected the premiums which would have been charged. And therefore, the court felt that that was a significant enough factor to affect the right to the coverage.
0: Okay, great. Thank you both very much. That was Steve Kunzman and Tina Bambachi from the law firm of DiFrancesco, Bateman, Coley, Yaspin, Kunzman, Davis, and Lehrer. We were joined today by Brendan Noonan and our producer, Brian Cohen. Special thanks to them both, and thank you all for joining us today for the Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this podcast, go to podcast.insuranceattorneysearch.com or to online directories such as iTunes or Google or Yahoo's podcast directory. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, joined by Brennan Noonan, and now this message.